You already know what time it is. It's about to be We The Villains Podcast. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to We The Villains Podcast. It's your boy, Dak. And you heard the bong rip in the background. You know Gerb's in the building. Yo, what's good? Yo, 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 yo. Yo. I think I was having a little uh, difficulties with my uh, headset there for a second. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you now, man. The the bong rip was a little kind of like it was a little echoey kind of, but not echoey, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so I, I, for what I, my headset, I had it plugged in, but it it wasn't secure. But um, halfway through, like it, the what you were saying was coming out of my speaker. Oh, okay, I got you. So yeah, but right now I think everything's good. <clears throat> Man, what a jam packed show we got for the people today. We're gonna run over some NXT. We got AW. That right. I know. Man. Well, as Gerb said on you know as the We the Villains page was talking. WWE Dynamite, <laughs> man, for JR. <laughs> I, I, Is that I seen, what he said? Yeah, like he actually said it. Um, so <laughs> at, at the at the very end of the show, they had this, you know, this supposedly touching video package where they were um, kind of showing all the things that they'd done at Daly's place since they're about to leave Jacksonville and go back on the road. <sighs> um. And then at the end of the show, catch you next week on the live WWE Dynamite. And then the show wins. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I even tweeted something about it, you know, just to poke fun at it. But, of course, some of the IWC are taking it way too far and they want JR to quit and they want to <laughs> you know, this, that, and the other thing. Get him off commentary. He even, he even said, he came out and tweeted and said, yes, I made a mistake. No, I'm not quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, when they they need to go ahead and fucking run with it, full fledged heel Jr. on commentary. Oh, dude, heel Jr. would be great. Like, they just need to do it because I mean, at this point, the fans are fed up with him, and it's even better. He'll just go along with it, and because I don't think he's ever been heel. Ever. He ha- he has, but it was real weird. I don't know if you remember it for a really short period of time. He was, uh, it was almost like he was managing uh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Oh. If I'm not mistaken, or maybe I'm mixing, I don't know. I remember he went heel like very shortly, but it wasn't very, it wasn't for a very long time. It just, it didn't come off right. But now in AEW, if he wanted to go heel, I think that'd be best for business. Yeah. Yeah. I would love it. I, I would really love it. Just let him shit on everything that people do that would just be great <laughs> and please if he's not wrestling keep chris jericho on commentary yeah i, I mean is something like is this is this like elbow or left arm like legit hurt there or is that just storyline or i don't know if he has like a nagging injury or something but he's still getting in physical altercation because even at the end of the the, uh, the night he went out there and he kind of got into it with um wardslow so Oh jeez, there's that thing's I, man. I don't know, man. Warlow is kind of weird to me. Well, there's a lot of people on that roster that's kind of weird. So that, that is true. Uh, they had a they he did have a match um, 
inside the you know a makeshift octagon, I guess, against oh, Jake Hager right. a week or two yeah. ago. Yeah, I I didn't watch it, but from what I saw, even AEW fans were kind of shitting on it. So I like the idea. Like I like the whole premise. If they want to do matches like that and kind of give this whole realism feel to it, because they 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 fought it like basically a MMA match in slow motion. Like it, so it, it it didn't come off as great as I would have liked it to. Like I think Hager, if it was like Hager and Lashley, just for example, I think they would have been able to pull it off a lot better. Don't put Lesnar in there. <laughs> Lesnar would trash everybody employed in that company, and well, I know I mean, this because Lesnar... he. What? Nah, go ahead, dude. I was just saying I know this because he'll trash everybody that's employed in WWE's company too. So. It's just I just just don't think you know Lesnar might fucking have flashbacks and think he's in the UFC, <laughs> so he might fuck every he might legit fuck somebody up. It's Speaking of which, I have to comment on Zia Lee and oh. that she straight out knocked Mercedes the fuck out, son. I saw it all on Twitter, but the Hulu version did not have that match on there, I don't think. Well, assholes. I think they must be cutting NXT out because the main event, like, I don't know what, whatever match went to, it went straight to the, or was the match not that long or something that I might have missed it? Um, I don't, I mean, it's, I don't remember it being super long, but it was a, uh, it was actually a mixed tag match. Um, it yeah, was, but, yeah, Mercedes so and did, Atlas. When did the the MSK and Thatcher and Champo promo? Did that happen after or before that match? I mean, I honestly after, not sure. I want to say it happened after. But I thought NXT is only an hour, or is it two hours? It's two hours on air. Of course, you got to you uh, know for who, commercials. Who was, Hulu's only a straight hour. So they yeah, so Hulu does cut something. So you may want to check Peacock. Oh, okay. I don't know if they, I don't know if they update theirs live like uh the network used to, but we'll have to see. Man, yeah, because they there's a full hour missing on Hulu's version now. Yeah, so you probably are missing a good twenty minutes or so of stuff yes. because you factor in commercials. Yeah. I one thing though about the whole in yeah, Zia Lee if there's anything about knockout of the week, that was it. <laughs> or hit that was it. <laughs> that was the stiff shot of the night. Um w- without yeah. a without even thinking too hard about it. But man, this week in general has had some spots, man. So uh, like you yeah. had the uh <clears throat> you had the ricochet Jomo moment. You had Zia Lee straight knocking. I mean, she fucking went limp and went down, son. That, that's it was so nasty. I I feel bad. Hopefully she's okay. But you know, I, I haven't I'm, heard I, I am a fan of stiff shots, so I can't say anything. Um, all you know where I get my rumors and all that from. Nobody's reporting the injury or concussion or anything like that. So good sell. Rebel not <laughs> Reba hurt herself last night. Oh, she legit hurt herself now. Uh, yeah, like when she went in to break up a pin during the Britt Baker match and all that, um, I guess she hurt her leg because I know she had to get help to the back. It was, she even like just felt, she just went down in the ring. Uh, oh, Nyla had good. to kind of pull her out of the way. 
yeah, that's not good, man. That's usually a bad sign if they just fall like that and not know. You know, and she was not, yeah, she was not moving that leg. So I'm thinking maybe she tore something, maybe broke Man. something. It, it's, it is kind of, I, I don't know what's wrong with her, but. As Sami Zayn would say, karma for faking injuries all the time. Hey, that's the real shit. Hey, that, I mean, I know it was part of her gimmick and all like that, but, you know, it's just, eesh, I hate, this, you know, hopefully. But, you know, in a way, Britt Baker doesn't either, if we're being honest. I mean, um, it, had, it's like, I mean, she, she doesn't need her in the ring. If, even if she's, you know, it, it'd be perfect if she's still walking around with crutches or in a cast or something. I mean, cause Britt Brit Baker's be, still uh, going to have her doing all of her bidding. It'll be, uh, it'll be vice versa. She'll be in the wheelchair this time. Like Baker was. Yeah. <laughs> but Baker ain't about to push her around. <laughs> no, she'll have to like fucking struggle. Her whole fucking way, because you know, that's fucking DMD right there. It's like I tweeted out from the uh, We the Villains Twitter page last night. Yeah, dude, uh, Britt Baker is a star, man. Well, apparently you have two stars in that company because you 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 did say on the podcast about Miro, <laughs> and now apparently he's got some new music. Yeah, they changed up his music a little bit. Finally, from like the best man stuff. And uh, I, I like it a lot more. I've kind of seen mixed reviews. I've heard some people or seen some people saying that they 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 like the old one better. I personally think this one fits his character much better. Yeah. I, um. So I, I'm cool with the the music change and they to put the rocket ship on him. I mean, it's like I've said before, Miro, especially in the men's division over at AEW, is the one person to me that they've built absolutely perfectly. Um, his character is, it works for him. He's uh he's God's favorite champion. He's the redeemer. <laughs> nice. Um, and uh, it, I would definitely check out the work Miro's doing. He's been, he's been in matches with people like Brian Pillman jr. Um, people that he can absolutely look dominant over. And that's yeah. perfect for his, uh, his gimmick. Um, but he's got he just got that feel to him, you know. So, you know how like when when you're judging superstars yourself, there's certain things you look at that you look yeah. at. You know, have they been champion? Blah 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 blah. But the the biggest determining factor is do, when you look at them. Do do you feel it? You know, yeah. it's it's something that you can't measure in words or anything like that. It says, do you, do you see it? Can you see it? Do you feel it? Do you does he have that aura of being a star? And right now, he does. He's he's killing it. He's gotten like a thousand percent better on the microphone. Um, he's and I, I, man, he he he's being built right finally. Um, because for a while there, I was a little worried when he first. I got was there. too. Because when he first got there, I that didn't feel like it was it was him. You know, it felt like that was something they gave him, and. You know, and it just it just didn't feel right. And now, even when I hear the promos he does, and when I see him in the ring, it's it, he has this. It's almost like his United States Championship run just turned up a whole nother level. Almost, it's almost like he just picked up, picked it up, and put it on a whole new level. And just he's game changing for sure. Um, and I just hope people know that whoever holding the AEW championship when he decides he wants that one 
Who's so I, I do think that's in the future, and I think ultimately I have an idea of where they might try to build them towards. But I've said this before, too. It's AEW, and sometimes it's a little harder to predict than well, they, uh, WWE. They have a real – I give them credit. Um, they they are very good at um, slow building. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to give them that, but that's because they have a lot of veterans there, I think, that is helping them out with that. Um, but man, just, but there's even JR said it before. There's some people in the company that just need to slow down just a little bit. They don't have to give everything out in one match. Just slow it down just a little bit. Um, yeah, right. You got to save your ceiling and damn Sammy Guevara went into the fucking crowd. That was nuts. Yeah. I'm actually going to talk about that a little later because I do have a, a few true or false statements, but man, what a spot that was. Yeah, and, that was, and, and, oh, and we got the two of false back today. Nice, we, we do. I, I do have one more thing to say about uh Miro, and I seen someone tweet this, and I don't have their at, so I apologize to who who actually tweeted this that I can't give you the credit for it. But um, this person was saying how you can tell when Miro first got over. We we're talking about when he first got to AEW mm-hmm. that um we wasn't feeling it at first. They were saying how when he first got there, you could tell that he was he was just trying to fall in love with wrestling again because he had gotten so jaded um, yeah. and wasn't wasn't having a good time. I think he even said this in an interview or so. But now that he's found his love for wrestling again, now he's you. Now we got Miro. Now we got the Rusev that we wanted to see um, from the start. Um, and that does play a factor. Um, a lot when when guys aren't motivated and they aren't they aren't feeling, they're, they're not going to perform well. Um, we've seen this over the years with uh, Randy Orton when he's not invested or he's not motivated. He's going to give you good matches. He's going to do what he does because he's Randy Orton. But at the same time, he's gonna <laughs> you know he's not going to care. Same with Brock Lesnar. Um, and yeah, it's good to see Miro finally getting because I mean he's. He's a fucking beast of an athlete. Um, he's got a nasty move set to me. Um, and I definitely see his wife coming over to AEW once she's her non-competes over. It's pretty much obvious, I think. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but I don't really want it. Yeah, he doesn't need it, you know? He doesn't I need do. it. Like, what he's got going on right now is perfect to me. Yeah, so maybe maybe uh, she'll just keep TikToking and all that, and she'll be okay. <laughs> um. So last night, also on AEW, um, it looks like they're finally, finally gonna go, or they started planting the seeds for Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Do you and, think? Um, and it, I, I was just talking about this the other day on the show. Um, so you heard it here first again on We the Villains podcast. Uh oh. But um, yeah. So I like how they, I kind of like how they did it and don't at the same time. But um, basically what happened was uh, Kenny Omega is out there in his old Triple H uh, facial hair. He's and, not um, Triple H, I dub C, by the way. Nowhere I, near. I yeah I did, I did see where some people were like yo if if Kenny if this whole character is Kenny Omega parroting Triple H, then 
that would be funny or whatever they said after that. I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, but it's like you said, Kenny Omega ain't no Triple H as far as star power. Yo, Triple H, imagine the promo Triple H would cut on this guy. Imagine the promo that Triple H would cut on everybody, basically, that's wrestling these days, this new crop of superstars. Yo, that's that's one dude that I give credit, man. His promos, like, when he really gets into it sometimes, it's like, yo, I love that shit because he speaks some real shit. And he knows his shit because if he wasn't, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be in the position he's in. And it, and it's cool because, you know, it does make sense. That he, but I think this is all – like, they just have this – the whole elite to me have this weird heel gimmick, like to me, like it's all weird heelish stuff. Like it's heelish, but it's kind of childish in a way. I don't know. To if me, that's to me, idea. I think that they're going for they're they're coming off as like creeps, you know, like that. And I think that's what they're going for. They're kind of creepy, you know, n- not in a scary way, but in a weird way. Yeah, these, like I, I it's just almost feels like uh, like like even gallows and anderson are weird to me <laughs> like it's 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 crazy some hey. good drugs down in florida <clears throat> well gallows and anderson stay drunk and it's kind of obvious i see <laughs> a lot <laughs> that's that, that's mean, their fucking gimmick like they just fucking drink and talk shit it's their gimmick like gallows yeah. does look pretty sloshed all the time he's, he's always got like these rosy red cheeks and he does look yeah. like he's pretty sloshed. He's steady making the the little every time he comes out he's doing the fucking like he needs a beer type fucking thing. Like it's just it's just but yeah, you are right. I did you know, I was kinda following a little bit before I got, you know, had to get ready for bed to get ready for work. I was kinda, you know, checking out through the shout out to Gurr for running the the We the Villains page because he was live tweeting during that. Um and shout out to all the interactions that we got on there. We appreciate the support. Uh, keep following, and hopefully you guys are listening um, today and listening to other episodes because soon, or it might be after today, there's going to be a hashtag. You heard it here first because Gerd has been on the money with shit lately. I've been on and fire. You really have, and and I will give you your props on that because it started with the 6-0. Hell in the Cell predictions. It, it, you're six and zero in the predictions right now. Yeah. Um, so I mean, hey, you, you're killing it. You, you're killing it, bro. So I, I do like that. But yeah, Hangman Page and like I, I do like the fact that they they have like you said. Um, I think you might have tweeted this. Like this has been something that they've been building. Like this is what they've been wanting since the beginning. Kind of Hangman Page versus Omega is what they've been leading towards. Um. But I just I don't maybe I've missed it because I haven't watched a lot of the episodes in depth. But I don't get the Dark Order connection with Adam Page. Like I just don't I don't get it. They just he just they've all just kind of befriended him. I mean it's not it's there he's like a he's like a friend of all of them. He's always hanging around them. And um, I think it was just I don't know I don't know if it's just for a way to kind of keep them around. You know. You know, rest in peace, John Huber. Yeah, that kind of um, that kind of took all the momentum away from their whole thing. I feel right. I, yeah, so I, he's kind of befriended them, and they've been in backstage segments and stuff like that, and just kind of building personality toward all of them. 
they're the ones that actually came out because Kenny Omega was out there basically saying <clears throat> there's nobody that he's better than everybody, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Which I, I got, I, I've been real hard on Kenny Omega and his promos. Um, last night wasn't too bad. Like I, I did feel like last night's was a little better. That's but cool. um, yeah. So Dark Order comes out and they say they know of somebody that uh that he should face. And then, of course, Kenny know he knew who they were talking about. Um, back later backstage, Adam Page was expressing some doubt. And then basically Dark Order just talking him up, basically helping his confidence and whatnot about the whole situation. But it, it's like I tweeted from my personal page last night about this. This this match, when they have it, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page is going to tell the tale of the future of this company. Yeah. This is the match that they've been building up since the beginning, and it has to deliver. It has to be a monumental match that that if this company is going to be around in five to ten years, you look back to the, the beginning year saying that was the match that kickstarted where we are right now. And it has to be that good. Like there's a lot of pressure on these two to perform. I think they will have a good match, but they have to have a legendary match, in my opinion. I look I know this is gonna sound crazy because I'm one of like the biggest haters of Kenny Omega, but I know Kenny Omega has it in him. But does Paige really have it? Paige you know? has it, and more important, most importantly, probably he has that crowd. Um, and Paige can put on some good matches. I do, I do like his. Uh, I don't know what he calls it, but it's like a reverse tombstone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that one. I, yeah, I can't think of. The, I'm not a fan of the lariat. Well. Yeah, no. That, people shouldn't be doing clotheslines unless your name is JBL. Yeah, because I mean, I already see the future on that because he's gonna flip into that ring and catch a knee to his face. <laughs> All right, that's what's gonna happen, dude. I mean, hey, listen, I'm hard I, on AEW, but I look forward to this match when they have this match because I know they they got two years basically worth of if more really, but in this company worth of storytelling and there's just this has been one of the slowest builds to a world championship match that i've seen in recent memory and i'm good for long slow builds because then you get then you get the opportunity to create a moment when it all pays off um just like in nxt right now i can't wait for the payoff to when he gets his hands when joe gets his hands on cross man there's a bunch of people he might get his hands on yeah, um, that's true too. <laughs> and I know we're gonna get into NXT in a little bit. Oh, but man, I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, because Hangman does have the crowd into his hands, but I just I don't know, man. Like, is that the guy to me? Like, I just don't know if he's the guy. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know if he's that guy to to lead a whole whole company. You know what I mean? Because because when you when you look at it, yeah, Omega. He's being built perfectly for what where they need him to be. Um, but I don't know, man. But this is their chance. Like this is AEW's chance to make you know a legit star out of uh, Hangman Page, and the crowd helps with that. But it's like you said, they must deliver on this because if they if they fail and the match does not live up to the slow build of two years that they've done this with, 
then it's going to be like, uh, I don't know, guys, you know, and uh, man. So I like, I, I think he, would, he makes the most sense. Oh, sorry. No, nah, just, just saying, I hope it works. I mean, I think it will. I, they they got two different. I don't know which way they're going to go with it as far as who wins yet. Like who wins that big match because it's actually a pretty big decision. I'm leaning towards Kenny Omega actually beating Paige right yeah. now. Um, one of the few reasons I can see why Paige may beat him and maybe take that title is if they're planning Miro versus Adam Page. For that title, uh, you know, a little down the line. Mm, I could see. Um, that. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually real interested to watch that match. I don't love these two and uh, two as far as watching them most of the time. Um, but I do think with their history and their chemistry that they will put on probably a pretty good match. But I need it in a way. I need it to be legendary. I'm gonna have high, high yeah. demands from this match. I need them. I need. Be, I need to see something special. It's gonna be high demands, very high expectations, and like like you said, that there's a whole lot of pressure, um, yeah. on these two. But I feel like there's more pressure on Hangman Page than Omega, to me. There is. Um, because if Omega something doesn't live up and Omega just kind of, you know, wins, then he can just heal it up on the next episode of Dynamite. You know, he can just heal it up. Well, so Omega's set, right? So he's his he's already made in the AEW universe. Like he's he's got a name already. If Kenny Omega wins, it's you know it's not going to be a big surprise. And I and. One reason maybe I say uh, that I'm leaning toward him to win this because one of their other monumental matches for AEW, uh, him versus Chris Jericho for to crown the first champion, he lost. So I'm just I don't know if they're gonna let Omega lose another like huge match. I mean it's hard to say because you know, I mean he's got a I I don't know but I I don't know. It, it's crazy because he has – it's just he has all these other titles as well, man, like from other companies right now. And I just don't – like how is he going to end up losing all of these? You know, Cause eventually it's going to happen. Eventually. So I'm, I'm wondering who's going to take him. Like if I were to put together a list of people to take this title from him, I mean, I mean Paige no makes the most roster? sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was going to get the impact because – who in the hell over there is gonna take it? I don't know. They're trying to hype up Sammy Callahan, and he he was okay for a minute, but he he's gotten very stale now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they maybe what they get EC three or something. Oh, he's in Ring of Honor. He's no longer uh, over in Impact. Yeah, he signed officially with the Ring of Honor, I believe. Yeah, so I just don't know who in Impact would even who's who would who would take it there. I don't see anybody. Over there, that it's even believable because impact. I mean, unless it's one of these things where Omega just like he doesn't really lose the title, he just kind of gets stripped of it, or you know, something like that. Because they just on the last one of the last impacts, I know they fired supposedly Don Callis from his position in impact. Oh, I missed that. Um, yeah, um, 
but it came from Tommy Dreamer. So I don't even understand. Like, I don't know where to- I thought he was a wrestler. I didn't know he had anything to do with because he said the board told him to deliver the message, and and Don Callis was fired. Um, uh-huh. Let go of his executive duties on Impact. So he does. So Don Callis doesn't have the Impact pool no more. Uh, yeah, I still just don't see anybody over there that be worthy of taking it. Like you said, maybe and, they just strip them of it. That would, I'd be, that'd be okay. Triple A Andrade Idolo could easily take it. Yeah, that that could be that could be a thing. Um, I, I just don't. And then with when it comes to that that page match and him as a like looking at it right now. Oh man, they could pull off one of the biggest moments. In AEW history, actually, with having either Page winning it or having Page get screwed out of it. Yeah, they, I'm either way. I'm looking for something pretty monumental when they do that. I, I, what's what's their next pay per view? Is it all out? Um, they might have something before then, but I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, um, I'm not sure either. Be, I, I, I think, I think they're still going to. I think oh. all out in September, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Oh. So um I guess we can uh before I get into my uh true or false statements. Mm-hmm. Another thing that um has had the IWC in somewhat of an uproar, I've seen a lot worse, is the uh WWE finally released their top five tag teams. I think was it a top five or like a top ten? It was actually a top fifty. So if if you go oh. on peak, if you it's actually on Peacock, they have it split into episodes. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's uh, it's streaming now on Peacock. Yeah, have they have a they have it set like fifty through forty one, you know, or whatever it is. They got it split in the episodes. As much as I love, you know, the WWE Network going to Peacock. Man, y'all got to get better with your damn menu on the WWE stuff because <laughs> I need everything's like a... kind of hard to find. Like if you're looking for certain yeah. stuff, like, but um, I, I'm I'm glad they finally the got the old. <laughs> Sorry, dude, I didn't know you were about to go on a long rant there. <laughs> it's, hey, man, I'm I'm on, I'm on a couple glasses of tea. I got I done took me a Nugenics Total Tea this morning. I, you know, I got a little energy right now, and it's hard for me to shut the fuck up. But I'll try. Nah, I'll try. dude, don't, man. You're you're rolling. You're you're you got the energy flowing. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, their their menu is very hard to to gather around. And then sometimes, man, I don't know if it's just my TV, man. It's just Peacock, man. It takes forever to load up. I'm just like, could be your TV. It doesn't take, is it? I mean, it's not one of the faster apps, but I mean, it's not, it doesn't take a whole long time for me to load. And they got to add some more. They got to add the shows quicker, I feel, too, man. Like, come on. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. um, Yeah, they, either way, they finally released the top five, and there was a, a few people that weren't very happy with New Day at one. How could you not be like like what? That doesn't make sense to not be like like it just makes sense. Like they're the greatest tag team. They're the longest reigning tag team champions. I think they have the most tag team title reigns in WWE. Yeah, and 
And what does the IWC want? Like, they're not going to fucking... It's WWE. They're not going to fucking, like, take tag teams from New Japan or this company or that company or this and that. That They're, they're focusing in WWE. It's their room. That's why they call it the WWE Universe. <laughs> so I haven't watched the show that, you know, that yeah. um that has done it. But the way I'm looking at it is it must be... Uh, top 50 all-time tag teams for what they've done in WWE. Um, Because you can make a case that the Road Warriors should be number one. Um, They, they in a a sense, help put tag tag team wrestling over to a point to where it was just as important as the other, as the main titles. I mean, the road, before I call it a Stone Cold Pop, or something like that. It used to be a road warrior pop because when they would come out, the crowd would shit all over itself. Um, but you know, in WW, but that if this list doesn't count what they did on, you know, outside of WWE, outside of Legion of Doom, then I can understand why they're at six. I can understand why the Dudleys are ahead of them. Hey, look, you know me. Like the only gripe I had was I, I felt the Usos needed to be a little higher, but I get it. You know, it's hard to put the Usos over the Road Warriors, the Hart Foundation, Edge and Christian, the Dudleys. Um, I don't know where the Hardys were on this list. They were uh, at number two. The Hardys were number two? Hardys were number two. The Hart Foundation was number three. Edge and Christian wow. was four. The Hardy Boys or number two? What do you think they should they should have been number one, or do you think they should have been lower? I, that's that's tough right there. I mean, because you can legit. It's hard. I just don't know how you put the Hardys at number two over over like Edge and Christian adult because the Hardys don't didn't really win any of those matches against those guys. Um, well, to be fair, the Hardys stayed together longer than Edge and Christian did as well. True, true. Um, um, maybe that's you know the thing. Edge and Christian went on to have singles careers, so maybe that's the thing. Maybe longevity plays a, plays a factor too. Uh, yeah, <sighs> yeah. So and then you know, like I I know we're a big Steiner brother fan. They were at number seventeen. That's a little low. So again, like if this only counts what they did in WWE or WWF at the time, then I get it. Um, because like there, if if this list encompassed WCW as well, then maybe they're a little higher. Plus, you'd have to like like the outsiders were not on this list. Neither was yeah. Harlem Heat. I was about so to say like, you have to put Harlem. Yeah, it must have been just strictly WWE tag teams. Because if they brought up WCW stuff, like at the very least, you got to have Harlem Heat in there. Yeah, and the outsiders for sure. Um, wow, one one the wow they didn't even put new. What where New Age Outlaws were? Um, uh, New Age Outlaws were number eight. I want to say. I think they were right at right behind the Usos. Eesh, that, that's, and then and I think it was the Brothers up, of Destruction. Wow. Jeez. I mean, there's. List. Outside of like the top five, like there's there's a couple questionable, there's a couple questionable decisions they made. I mean, 
Yeah. Like uh, DX is in there somewhere, like Shawn Michaels and Triple H. And I know they really weren't much of a tag team for long, but they also ha- they have like the Undisputed Era right ahead of them. Hey, that was a good – hey, Undisputed Era was like – went on like a two, three-year run there too. Yeah, I want to say like uh, Jericho was in there somewhere. That's that's a little ridiculous. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, because because those tag teams didn't last long. Like like when you when you really look at it for Jericho, I think that shit might even not even lasted a year or maybe a, a year. I, I you just can't. Well, I'll, I'll give you another questionable pick from late in the thing. So, at number forty, you got rated RKO. Guess who's at number thirty nine? Who beat them out? Who's that? Paul London and Brian Kendrick. There's only one reason why they're up there. It's because when it, they first had that brand split, they were the longest reigning tag team champions on SmackDown. But uh, I mean, ahead of our rated RKO though. I mean, they got them. They got them ahead of the nast. Like so, <laughs> tell me what's long- longevity, man. Like our rated RKO didn't really last that long. Well, I, yeah, I guess that's true too. But and so if we're going the all the way back at, but not that they they weren't tag champs for very long. Either. What what about Eminem? I I Miz, they were at forty two. Miz and Morrison should be higher than them. I hope they are. The Miz and Morrison's actually number twenty nine. Okay, I I could see them. They they should be somewhere in the top twenty to me because they did pretty well. Um, so to kind of fill out the top 20, uh, so like I said, there's um, the bar. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of the bar. And they're, they're at number 28. Oh, man. Wow. Where'd they put the shield? The shield's actually number 22. Damn. Yo. And then uh, DX was right ahead of them. HBK whoever, and whoever came up with the list, I feel bad for that person that had to do that. Or, well, it's got to be a tough list, right? I mean, I would have not have been able to come up with fifty. To be honest, and then, and then you got and then you got like random throw-ins to me. Like, I, I mean, I don't dislike the Street Profits, but I don't think they are all the way up to thirty-three on this list. I feel like I think Whoa. maybe yeah, like how Already? are they ahead of? How are they ahead of rated RKO, or how are they even ahead of the Nasty Boys, who are at number forty-one? Um, you got Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas at thirty-seven. Even at this point, I would put them ahead of the Street Profits. Yeah, the Street Profits—they were chance for a while, but man, they've only been around. I mean, it, and that's the same case you could throw in for the Undisputed Era too. Um, like, man, this is that—that's a crazy list. And they did put Harper and Rowan on the list too. I get it, but Team Hell No was at twenty-seven. That's a great number. It is a great number. At twenty-five, just for reference, was Los Carreros. Okay, I can see that. Where did they uh, put the eight... Eddie and Ray? Um, I don't think they made it. Wow. I guess I Los Carreros went. Longer than yeah, 
But then, like, they had Batista and Ric Flair on here at 43, too. Well, they were part of Evolution. Yeah, but I don't know if I would have put them as some of the greatest tag teams. Man, yeah, there's a bunch of questionable ones for sure. But that's just got to be a tough list to make anyway. They I... they did this same kind of list a year or two ago um, with the women superstars, and I, I already I already forgot who's at number one. I want did they put Becky? Huh? I can't <laughs> I can't remember. Don't don't quote me on that. But they did just like they did this fifty greatest tag teams. They did a fifty greatest female superstars like a year ago and a year maybe two years. I'll be so glad when the Becky Lynch train ends. Uh, you and Swag both. I mean, come on. Like, I get it, but she's not that fucking great. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, when um, it's all said and done, Becky Lynch will never be over Charlotte Flair or Sasha Banks. Never. Ever. I can probably agree with that. And when it's all said and done, when it's really all said and done in just WWE, you're going to have a hard time trying to pick number one between Sasha and Charlotte, if we're being real. Because it's all all said and done, Charlotte Flair is going to have about fucking 20 title rings. Uh, Sasha's probably going to have about 12 or so herself or more. So the advantage I mean, Sasha has is she's like what twenty eight. Yeah, Sasha's very very young. And I, that's it all. That, yeah, it made me laugh when she was feuding with uh, Bianca Belair at WrestleMania because everybody's talking about yo Bianca's the future and this that and the other thing. And I'm like, well, Sasha's younger than she is. Yeah, and Sasha's took taking a lot of time off for her young age, so she's got her body right. And I don't think she has kids on her on her high on her list like you know a lot of other women do so it's hard Um, yeah like that's the one thing you always got when you're planning out or you're trying to speculate what uh, a superstar's career is going to be like you always got to have that in the back of your mind when you're talking about the women superstars because i mean you know men don't get pregnant so and that's what's going to hold back bianca belair because i know she's a family person with montez ford um so and Charlotte and Andrade are, are very serious too. You know they're they're engaged. Um, Sasha's already married, so kids would already happen for her. I feel, but I think well, Sasha she's still gonna, young, man. I think she's yeah. if she wants to have kids. You know, obviously I can't plan out anybody's own life, but yeah, you know she's she has many years left that she could do that if she wanted to focus on her career right now. And I feel like that maybe is where she's at. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's probably where you know, like, and when you look at people like you know, like Ronda Rousey, she's done it all, and and yeah. her, uh, you know, she 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 doesn't need WWE, so she can do whatever the hell she wants. Um, okay, so um, I yeah, guess we can uh, finally, yeah, we got this uh, yeah, with New Day number one, I got no problem with that, and I no, do think man. they might use this in the upcoming storyline with um if Big E does come over to Raw and start to challenge Lashley, they can play on this many different ways depending on where they want to go with this story. I, I Anybody that has a problem with that just needs to stop being miserable. Cause I've seen that, that, you know how it is. 
I, I get it, but man, who are you going to put over the New Day? That's my question. There's only one other team you can do, and that's the Usos, in my mind. I um, mean, if it was active, see, yeah, if this was like a a list over the last ten years, greatest tag teams they're one in two. WWE, then Usos would be the only only one that'll that would yeah. come close to them. But you, you, it'd be. It's, I understand it's hard to put the Usos over the Hardy Boys and and uh, some of those people. But the Usos may or may not still have a few years left. I don't know if they're going to start going singles. Maybe they. I don't. You know, I have to wait to see what they do with their storyline. But but if we're being real, the Usos have never split. No, they've never broken up. The only reason time they had the singles run with Jay is because Jimmy's injured. Was injured. Yeah. Um, I mean, so Hardy Boys, I get it, longevity-wise, but they had singles runs, then they came back together. Singles runs, then came back together. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see any problem. New Day should be number one. That, that's in, in my in my opinion. So yeah, I, I got I, no I got no beef with it. I would not have had any beef with it if they also put the Hardy Boys there. Uh, yeah, I like I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have bothered me. It, like, okay, I understand. Yeah, did they ever have a match? New Day in the Hardys. Uh, I. It's not popping up in my memory right now, but that don't mean it didn't happen. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not sure. I have to kind of go back to that year when they came back to see. Yeah, I have to look too. Um. Yeah. So yeah, uh, is it true or false time? It is true or false time, and then just and just like last time, I'm gonna start it, and that's what you know. It kind of inspired me to begin with is uh, Fight TV's Twitter account. Every once in a while, will put out a true or false. Um, so shout I'm gonna to start. Fight TV. Yeah, shout out to Fight TV. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with theirs that they had put out. I believe it was yesterday, okay. and it's uh. True or false, Mm -hmm. the WWECW was a complete failure. In the beginning, it was was on the start of something, and then it just, it fucking, it was very, it was very bad. Very, very bad. So, I mean, was it a complete failure? I do got one way that it wasn't. I mean, maybe they probably should have never took Heyman out of it. They probably would have been okay. Well, the worst thing that I man, it, it's so hard not to disagree with that statement. Um, so I'm I'm gonna have to say true. Um, I know a lot of people will defend it probably, but man, they put on one of the worst pay per views of all time. In, De- <laughs> in December to dismember, uh, which happened, I think, was in Charleston, South Carolina. That pay per view. Um, Shout out to Chuck Town, even though I hate going to that motherfucker. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking pain in the ass. Um, but it it got really bad when they changed the design of the title. Um, 
but yeah, I, I'm gonna have to say true. It it, it was not. They they could have went many different ways with it, and they just they failed. They they watered it down a little too much. So I guess, yeah. I, I the product itself, I never was a big fan of. And I and to tell the truth, I may have watched two or three episodes, if that. Um, I was I was following it at the time, but it, yeah. it got pretty bad there for a while. The only thing, so I don't want to say it was a complete failure. So I'm, I'm going to say false to the to the to the true or false statement, but it wasn't that good either. So the reason I would say it wasn't a complete failure is it did, um, it really gave them a platform to introduce one of the biggest superstars that they've ever had in the company to, to the audience, because I mean, he was known on the indie scene, but CM Punk pretty much came out of that ECW um, to get introduced to the world and end up becoming one of the most over superstars that they ever had in the company. So in, in that aspect, I wouldn't say it was a complete failure, but the show itself, that eh, wasn't that great. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But, man, CM Punk, that's another topic for another day. Another, yeah, that's, we could do a lot of topics about Punk, I'm sure. Sometimes. So you say true. <laughs> <laughs> you say true, I say false. I'm going to go ahead and uh, move it on to the next one. Yeah, that, that's a um, very hard subject yeah it's um, tough and and tell us what you think at we for, the villains. yeah yeah shout out to fight tv for putting that because i know a lot of people have their own opinions on that one but that's it's very hard for me to base some some have to say false because it did not last long at all um so, so yeah so my next one is uh, i'm gonna shift it back to nxt and um we saw a pretty good match and new North American champion in Swerve. Shout out to Hit Row. And Shout out to know. Swerve. Yeah, if you don't know, now you know. Swerve yes, different. Sir. Swerve is different. Swerve is different. And uh, shout out to B-Fab as, as well for liking our We the Villains tweet the other night. Thank you, B-Fab. We see you. We see um, you. So, the true or false statement is actually not about Swerve, but uh, it's actually about who Bronson Reed. So, true or false, Bronson Reed will now be coming to the main roster after he lost his championship. Mm, I'm going to say true uh, because he, he lost it very quickly in my mind. I didn't see, and the yeah. match came very out of nowhere. Uh, but also, you know, they, they recently did this with, uh, well, no, nah, he had the title for a long time, but it came out of nowhere when Kushida won the Cruiserweight title. So it, it's kind of hard to really predict that with NXT most of the time because NXT is very good with surprises and surprise wins um, because they make everybody look believable that they can win sometimes. And that's one thing I love about NXT. Sometimes you just really never know. 
but now you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bronson Leeds coming up just for the fact that there's the rumors of him having these tryout matches and dark matches for the main roster, and then he drops the yeah. title. It, it, the cards kind of fall into that favor. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's gonna come up. I think. I think, believe it or not, it probably ain't came out yet until he probably hits the main roster. But I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Vince might have an idea for him. Um, he definitely, yeah. Can, he could be that. I feel like he could be the guy that Brodus Clay should have been for instead, not the comedy. I think he's. I think he should be a little more serious for sure. Um, I I, I think it's true too. But I'm I'm kind of struggling, uh, figuring out and finding out where 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 does he fit, like where in which roster does he fit on, where did like I don't that I don't know yet. So I'll be interested to see where they put him and if they change his gimmick up at all. I mean, for all we know, he could be the next damn commander uh, next to Aziz and Apollo's, you know, militia or whatever. Who knows? That's not what I. I I understand that, and that's not what I think is going to happen. I'm just saying that, like, that's, you know, you never know. Just because he's getting called up, he he might be a T-bar, you know. He might – you never know what he's going to be. Hey, shout out to T-bar, though, man, because they've been running the main event show. Um, They're getting their matches in. I'm pretty sure they're getting some good money on the main roster. But, hey, all he could do is get the opportunity if he's coming up to the main roster, and it's up to him. To make it, you know, make it something. Uh, I, I I do hope they give him something, you know, maybe not change him completely up. But, I mean, if you do change him up, what the hell do you really can change him to? Uh, he is colossal. As long, long as he doesn't run with the whole thick boy, I guess, gimmick. He could run with that. Vince might find that humorous. <laughs> I I hope not. <laughs> Um, or this dude could come up to the roster and fucking kill people, you know? Yeah, like, like I said, it was we'll see where they put him because you never know. Just because they're going to the main roster, don't mean he's going as Bronson Reed. Hey, look at Seth Rollins. Look at the John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. Look who they were in NXT, and then look what they came up to the main roster to be. You know? Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, the fans don't shit on whatever it is immediately what? and give it a chance. Yeah, that's the thing. The fans have to give it a chance at least a month or so when he's up there. But if it comes out to something completely outrageous, then it's going to be like, okay, sorry. You're not really going to – uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think he's coming up to the main roster. Um, he, He's going to be one of them. And I think another guy coming up since we brought that up, I think since we haven't seen him on NXT lately, I think Santos Escobar is coming up. Yeah, I wonder if, like, they're going to – I wonder if how they debut them. Maybe they just draft them. If they do If they do, do a legit – do a legit yeah. draft, um, then maybe they just get picked. Like, you know, yeah. take them straight out of NXT. And, and that could be the thing. Um, and looking at the way Bronson Reed lost, maybe before the draft, he might get a rematch, you know? He might get a rematch for the title. Uh, so, so what I I guess what I want to see um, now from Swerve is in 
and this is just a, a personal preference. It's something I think I'd like to see. Maybe have Swerve's first challenger be Carmelo Hayes. Okay. I, I think I think that. they could pull it off, and I think they probably have a pretty good match too. They'll have and, some good uh, promos. I good think. promos and everything, and then with Swerve coming out on top of it. But I think that would be uh, – I think that would probably be something I'd be interested in seeing. Yeah. Um, and man, I, I you asked me the question, or maybe it was a true and false question last time, you know, would we see Hit Row in, with gold? And I was thinking at least six months or so before they had gold. And look, bam. Yeah, North six American days. And, and shout out to Swerve because – there was a lot of people that just looked at him as a 205 guy and a cruiserweight, and he just won the second biggest title in NXT. So, hey, shout out to Swerve. Um, so, I that's great. I, love I think it. it helped Swerve so much having uh, Top Dollar and them just uh, just being his hype man. Oh yeah, man, he's. He's perfect, and shout out to the the Swerve City podcast that he does, and shout out to his whole rap music that he does. I mean, he's because I believe they all sing on the fucking uh, Hit Row theme song, and so I mean, shout out to Swerve. I feel like this is actually him. This is who he really is, what he's presenting, and it's working beautifully for him. And I love the win. And he's actually one of my favorite things going in NXT right now, the whole hit row. So, yeah, definitely shout out to Swerve. And shout out to Bronson Reed. I mean, he's putting on, he's put on some okay matches, too, in NXT. Um, yeah. And fucking damn, dude. Shout out to Top Dollar for taking that fucking bump he took because shit. That was a good match in general um, Yeah. that they had on Tuesday. And when, you're, when your name rhymes with mine – you know, the yeah. bar is set pretty high. And I Very think he, he's he's doing good right now. He, he's living up to the rhyme, you know. And, yeah, that's – I don't know what else I was – I thought I had something, and then it just went away. So, I think we're going to move on. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I guess we can stay within NXT real quick. Um, oh, okay. The cool. next one is uh, true or false. Cameron Grimes will become L.A. Knight's butler. You know, I saw that stipulation added to the match. Ah, I think true. I got to go true, too. I, I think it's going to happen just to kind of build that, that rivalry a little more. Because this, this rivalry between those two is actually pretty good. Um, It's not bad. It, it's, uh, it's For what they're doing with the Million Dollar Championship and how they're doing it, I mean, it's... It's a different take on the title because this time you actually, a, a you actually are rooting for the babyface in this one because L.A. Knight is such a dack ass. It's fucking great. Um, he he just rubs it in everybody's face that he's the million dollar champion and especially Cameron Grimes because that's who really wants that title. Um, but I see that extending their rivalry a little bit to like at least the next takeover, to where Cameron Grimes probably finally takes it. Um, unless I think that, yeah, I, I think Cameron, they'll do it just for the segments alone. Yeah, unless Cameron Grimes, I mean, because this dude's so over right now in NXT, I could see him getting called up, uh, 
because that gimmick that he has is fucking money. Literally. To the moon. Yes. To the moon. <laughs> Yo, when that dude gets fucking hype with that shit, it's fucking great. Um, but yeah, for the segments alone, they can build funny segments with that, and then it'll build up to eventually another match. Uh, and so yeah, I'm gonna go with True on that one, man. I, I definitely think True. It's Same. a weird, yeah, weird stipulation. I didn't see it. They kind of just advertised it. I don't think they really had any. I don't think was there it's, any, it was. It might have been on what you missed. Maybe they took it off the Hulu version. Oh yeah, because I I just saw uh, them advertise it when I was yeah. They had it. a whole uh, promo and um. Cameron was out. Grimes was in the ring, and L.A. Knight was uh, I can't remember if he's on the stage or on the Titan drawing. Either way, it was it was a, there was a segment the other night. It probably just wasn't on the Hulu version. Yeah, Hulu, get your shit together. <laughs> um, so I got one more true or false statement. Okay. okay. Um, and uh, true or false. Sammy Guevara's flip into the crowd last night was more impressive than Ricochet's crossbody to John Morrison. Uh, it was about the same distance. Um, it was a great spot. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was more impressive. So you prefer Ricochet's? I'm going to go with Boss. Because Ricochet and Morrison just made that shit look great. Like that, yeah, that that I feel like that spot. I mean, it's tougher because you have a crowd there. Yeah, you know, you're more live on the spot. So I get why this this true or false is being asked. But I I gotta say false because I expect stuff like that from Sammy Guevara. I mean you. You're doing. I'm. I don't know, man. I just, I'm just a ricochet head. So, but I'm also a Sammy G guy. So I. Ah, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Foss because, man, the impact alone with the ricochet and and Jomo spot was just just done perfectly. Um, so I guess I guess I I guess I got to break down my answer to this a little bit because I think the statement's true. I think Sammy Guevara's was more impressive, but. I actually loved Ricochet's and John Morrison's spot a lot better. Um, yeah. Mainly, so, yes, there's crowd, and then the, the more impressive because at least, you know, there was no padding. I'm pretty sure Ricochet and John Morrison had some padding down there when they did the spot. Um, yeah. They even accidentally showed it on camera. Um, but... The thing, the reason I like the ricochet spot a lot better is because it was way out of left field. Like you, there, you did not see that shit coming. He was just sitting up there, and this dude went springboard and like, oh shit! It was more of a holy shit, caught me off guard moment than the Sammy Guevara one. So yeah, I think Sammy Guevara's was more impressive, but I much I love the ricochet spot because it just came out of nowhere. As much as I love. Sammy Guevara, but I just feel like a lot of things, man, he he rips off of Ricochet. If we're being honest. 
Well, he did like, six thirty. Um, he does the six thirty. He, you know, he does his his arsenal is is very similar to Ricochet's. Um, I gotta but, say though, um, the match between Sammy Guevara and MJF last night was a uh, was was a pretty good match. They they did a good job. I was actually invested in the match. I thought overall AEW was a pretty decent show last night. Hey, AEW was a great show. It, it looked it, like it was a good show. And NXT so, was a great show, too. Um, yeah. Especially the fucking first 20 minutes of that show was fucking crazy. <laughs> and the thing, man, Ricochet... We're gonna see who's definitely more impressive because if Ricochet's staying in this money in the bank match, just watch what the fuck he does with the live crowd. He's coming off that ladder somewhere and on somebody if he ain't gonna fly on all of them. I look forward to it. Um, um, but yeah, so if I, I, I tweeted out a lot of the spots from the Sammy Guevara match and MJF match from uh, last night. But there was one that I didn't. There was so I tweeted out the one where yeah, the one we we're just talking about, and then when he did the six thirty. Um, but there's another spot in the match. Move. There's another spot in the match that I did not tweet out, and it's probably it. I was more impressed with this than I was with the what we just talked about. Mm. So last night. MJF literally was on the second rope and did an avalanche tombstone pile driver to Sammy Guevara, and that shit was a little nasty. How does it, see? How does that not end the match? Oh, oh yeah, of course. So he kicks out. It was. It was a. He, it, that that didn't end the match. Like that's one of like this is that's my absolutely biggest gripe about AEW. Like, that has to end the match. Like, there's no way. If someone would have kicked out of the Undertaker's tombstone, you know there's some, like, you're just great, okay? Come on. An avalanche off the second rope? Yeah, I would uh, I would urge you to try to find uh, find that one online somewhere because that, uh, that was pretty nasty. How does, and how does any fan defend that doesn't end the match? I, I I don't know that part, but like I said, that that easily could have been spot of the week for me. I know I already had, I already gave it to I already gave it to uh, Ricochet earlier in the week with that what we were just talking about. I mean, if we had a top like five of that, that would be crazy because the Zia Lee kick is up there. Oh, stiff um, shot! That's that's stiff. That's a stiff shot of the week right there. You that you don't get much uh, more stiff than knocking a bitch out. Fucking. Yo, man. Oh. That so yeah, check out that tombstone. Tony Khan, if you're listening. Come on, man. A tombstone off the second rope, and Sammy Guevara kicks out of that, and he somehow can climb back on the top rope and do a 630 flip out of the ring. (sighs) (laughs) Video game wrestling, man. Video it, game wrestling. It's very frustrating as a as a as a wrestling fan. That is just very frustrating. Like I get it. You want to make spots. You want to make moments. But that's a finish. 
that is a finish, a finisher. Like, like you got to end the match with that. Like, and and then what actually ended the match was, um, Sean Spears coming out and uh, trying to give Sammy Guevara a headshot with the, st- the chair, but it wasn't very good. Like, and and it, I guess it's about as good as you can do these days because I, I come from a day where oh. he used to level people with headshots. Sean Spears, remember the last time he did a legit headshot? Remember he fucked Cody up? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's why he perfect. can't. That's why he can't really fucking. That they, I'm pretty sure he got a talking to after that one when he did that. Um, the chairman <laughs> weak, but um, yeah. So he ain't La Parker. Nah, La Parker's the chairman, son. Fucking La uh... goddamn the man. <laughs> All right, fucking love that guy. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's actually the the last of uh, the true or false statements I have. Wow, I I just I can't believe that did not end the match. Uh, I can't. So now that. I I guess we can uh, get into your uh, your five, unless you want to save it for next episode. Um, I can run them down real quick. Uh, it's a quick five. Uh, I don't have a lot written down. I will say the number one on this list will shock everybody. Uh, oh, I hope next, I, I wonder if I'll be able to guess it. I don't think you will. Okay. Uh, I mean, because honestly, when I wrote it down, I was like, damn, I don't even know. I don't even know if I believe it, but fuck it. Yeah, I wrote it down. So, Going for the shock factor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is my top five of future Intercontinental Champions, and that's you know if they all stay on the same brand or you know whatever whatever happens. This is just in the future. This don't even have to be right now. This don't even have to be this year type situation. But just the way I feel, I feel like these five individuals will have a IC title at number five. I think Sami Zayn is who I got. Um, I mean, he should get it back. That's his. That's his title. That's his intercontinental I just, championship. Yeah, I just, I just feel eventually he will regain what is rightfully his. Um, and he and he's built the way they've built him. He's he's built to kind of run that that upper mid card, you know. And do you, do you know why that? he'll get his title back? Why is that? Karma. Karma. It's karma. It's karma, man. And AW, that's Sami Zayn's word. I tweeted you guys about that. <laughs> it was during the Young Bucks match when the dude was spraying them. And they tweeted out. Oh. I was like, did you say karma? And I actually mentioned Sami Zayn. And I was like, that's Sami's word. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're always out to get them. <laughs> you know, and so, yeah, I, I got Sami Zayn. Um, I think once he, if he ever finishes up this KO food, feud, food feud because they'll always fight forever <laughs> but uh i just think eventually Sami Zayn's gonna get back his intercontinental championship and and that's really it because i just like he to me i know a lot of people would put him as a world champion but he's not a world champion in my eyes he's definitely high high upper mid card for me and so I guess I guess a better question is do you think he will ever be world champion in WWE? Do you think he'll get one run? Man, it's very it's very hard to say. Um I hope so. 
the only way he'll ever get a title shot is if KO's champ. What? If, well, maybe he wins money in the bank. Wouldn't that shit be crazy? Yo, well, he's got a tough fucking match tomorrow night. Yeah, and I think I do. I think I do have Sammy winning that match, but I'm I don't feel great about it either. So I don't want to put a bet on it or anything. But I think I I do got Sammy winning it right now. That's gonna be tough. And speaking of tomorrow night, Edge better not be in the building because Roman Reigns (laughs) fuck him up, son. All right, that dude. Oh, and you better watch out for Seth Rollins. I was about to say it might not be Roman that fucks him up. I know Edge would be pissed if he uh if Seth made it a triple threat the same way Daniel Bryan did. Whoa. Edge, Edge would lose his good. shit, son. Yo, Edge would lose his shit. And 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 oh man, the fucking laugh that Seth Rollins will have. Oh <laughs> it'd be fucking great. Um, but yeah, I got Sami Zayn at number five. Coming in at number four, a lot of people probably would think he's kind of low on this list. Um, but I got Cesaro. So Cesaro and the Intercontinental Championship. He's he failed to capture the Universal Title. He got that first World Title shot, and I think the finalized his push that he's been getting. I think he'll have potentially a a lengthy Intercontinental Title run. I don't. I wouldn't hate it actually if that's who they use to beat Apollo. Hmm. Yeah, and that's perfect right there because he's the perfect face to do it. The crowd will be behind him, and and he can put a lot of prestige behind that championship. I can see him having open challenges. I can see him. I can just see him having like a good long run with it, and and it just it just like like I said, I know Cesaro until he really gets something that just connects and a gimmick gimmick. But if he's gonna keep this wrestling purist. The Intercontinental title is perfect for him. Because that's what the actually, Intercontinental title was always about. I actually kind of like that idea. I like what maybe he could bring to it. Yeah, he could bring a lot of prestige and a lot of legit, pure wrestling to it. And that could be his promos with it. Like, I'm going to bring wrestling back for the Intercontinental. Because that's what the Intercontinental title was. It was straight classic matches all the time for it. Yeah, um, so like when I was growing up um, and watching wrestling – you know, intercontinental champions were people like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, um, Razor you know, so and yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, the intercontinental. I mean, and I could see uh, Cesaro actually putting the intercontinental title in the main event spot of SmackDown a couple times if he. Oh uh, yeah, they, they could easily do that, especially against the right person. Yeah, because I mean, Roman doesn't always have to like. You know, defend his. Even though shout out to Roman Reigns, where at times defending he's defended his title on SmackDown a few times since winning it, and so yeah, I just think. And now, getting. I hate to spend short time, but that's pretty much sums up Cesaro to me. He he just he can really purify the Intercontinental Championship in a way. Uh, yeah, that's a good word. Um, and. The next number three. Now this top three is is some they're kind they're, they're kind of shock value, especially number one. But but you'll understand, especially the next two for sure. You'll definitely understand why I have them there. At number three, I have Dominic Mysterio. 
Um, I just feel eventually, you know, Ray's gonna slow down a little bit with his run, you know, and you know, and and eventually, it's gonna happen where Ray is not really gonna stop wrestling, but he's gonna stop wrestling a lot to where he's not gonna be wanting to do tag matches a lot. He probably just wants to see his son succeed more, and it's gonna lead to that inevitable singles run for Dominic. Uh, we all know it's gonna happen. And I just think the IC title, especially if he stays on SmackDown, would be perfect. I think he'll he'll put on some classics too. Um, he's another guy. If it ain't Cesaro, I could see Dominic beating Apollo or someone like that. Or possibly, if Sami Zayn had it, Dominic versus Sami would be great. Um, it's just a lot of work. matchups. Yeah, it's just a lot of matchups that I would love to see Dominic be in. In the intercont and just him in the intercontinental division brings and he, and he has the last name Mysterio, so he's gonna get he's gonna get opportunities for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, he needs to. I don't think he needs to be catapulted to the main event scene at that yet. But I do love the fact that he ha- he can get size to him as the older he gets and stuff like that because he's very very young and he's got a lot of knowledge when it comes to the wrestling IQ. So I definitely see Dominic Mysterio becoming a future Intercontinental Champion, especially if he stays on the SmackDown brand. Yeah, I mean, he, he could easily become champion. I don't, I don't know when. Like, I, I yeah. feel like, yeah, this could be a few years down the line. Yeah. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's going to be Intercontinental Champion anytime soon. But, yeah, I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me if that does happen in the future. Um, and it's just, yeah, and that's why I put this as like a future Intercontinental Champions because a lot of these guys right now, I don't really, right now, I don't see them winning the Intercontinental Champion because they just have a lot of different stuff going on. Cesaro, maybe. Cesaro could, for sure. He doesn't really have much left going on um, unless he qualifies for the money in the bank. Um, so, yeah, and, and so Dominic, I, I do, but there's just a lot of, just like I said, that some of the matchups that I have in mind for Dominic as a single star um, would just be pretty good because I felt like he does, did great against Seth Rollins, even though it's Seth Rollins. Um, but just facing a lot of different guys, he do well with. Um, and so moving on to number two, I don't think this one's really a shock because especially if he kind of keeps doing what he's doing, he's definitely going to win a singles title. And that's main event, Jay Uso. Um, I... And I think he deserves it um, because he's he's earned everybody's respect in my mind having the run, run he's having with Reigns, the matches he's had with Reigns. I just feel like he's earned and showed everybody like, hey, I know I'm a tag guy with my brother, but I'm fucking good in this ring, you know? And and his promo ability. I, just, I'd be definitely cool. cool. Yeah. He oh, Jay's uh, yeah, Jay's gonna have a singles gold one day. I, I look I do look forward to it. If it happens yeah. soon, I'd be real curious to see Roman's reaction. Um I I even be more curious to see Jimmy's reaction. Uh, Jimmy probably hype him up. Jimmy hype him up, but 
you know, eventually, you know, he's going to be like, damn, am I, am I the worst Uso? Am I the worst in this family? I'm just the tag guy, <laughs> you know? But, I mean, yeah, I'd love to see – yeah, just imagine, like, you know, they don't get the tag titles, but I think they're going to eventually. But then Jay just happens to get the IC title. Roman's going to be like, what you doing that for? You know, or even getting the opportunity, you know, or something like that. And just – and Jay would put on a lot of great matches with the Intercontinental Division. Um, so I, I definitely see that. And then like, we talked about it, like, what if, you know, what if Jay got in the money in the bank, that would be fucking insane if he won the money in the bank or something like that. Um, but yeah, I got him at number two. It was very hard not to put him at number one. Yeah. I got, I like the pick. Um, um I remember I even gave him honorable mention when you talked about your, uh, Top five uh, future next Universal Champions. I even yeah. at the end said honorable mention. I haven't ruled out Jay Uso taking that title off Roman yet. Hey, that could happen. That could be what's setting up from all the way back. You know, all those all those beatings and lessons that Roman's put him through. You know, it's finally going to click. Right. Um. So, but yeah, I definitely think he's going to be an Intercontinental Champion, if not Universal Champion. Because he's just proved to me that he deserves it, and just wow. I mean, I I didn't look. I always knew when you said back in the day, like yeah, Jey Uso is definitely the better in ring guy. Um, and in promos for a while there, it was always Jimmy. So they always had one or the other. But then Jimmy got good in the ring. But then Jay got fucking great on the mic. And then those Roman matches were just fuck just just sold me finally so i had to put jay uso at number two it was very hard not to put him at number one and now for the shock value do you think you have a guess okay so this is future intercontinental champion intercontinental champion um <laughs> so we got blah 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 blah, blah, blah. so i'm gonna I'll, i'm gonna ask just one question before i make a guess uh-oh this particular choice that you have at number one, mm-hmm. what kind of time frame are you thinking before this person's intercontinental champion? Oh man, dude, I don't even know. I can't even tell you that, man. Like I just... so this 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 could be way. This could be down the road. This could be yeah, okay. Dude, this is this is Dak just swinging for the fences on this one, man. Because Dak is swinging for the fences. So, all right, here's I do have a choice. I do have I do have a pick. Okay. Let's hear it. And I don't know if it's the Intercontinental Champion that I'd want to see him have. Maybe okay. United States, but Santos Escobar. Oh, that's a great choice. It's not him. But fuck. <laughs> uh, not the choice that you were looking at, but a choice that you didn't think of when you were God, making this list, huh? God damn it. <laughs> I love Santos <laughs> Escobar, okay? I, I love that guy. That guy is fucking good. He can be a legit star because he's just so fuck. Damn it. So is this person in NXT now, the number one, or is he yes, on the he main is. roster? He is. So I was, I was close. Yeah, you were close. Um, but 
I don't know why because I just it just came to me, especially after watching NXT. I, I got Bronson Reed. I, I for almost said Bronson Reed right before I um said Santos. Because I it did come across to me. I could scratch his name off and put Santos Escobar because that's how fucking great that Santos Escobar is. All right, but damn. And the only reason I didn't put or didn't say Bronson Reed just now was because we had mentioned him earlier and you didn't give me any kind of signs that that was your number one. Well, that was the shock value in that um, that I was going with. Um, And it's, it's very hard. To, to judge this, that's why I had it. I put the word future IC champions. I couldn't make a time frame on it, but I, I feel like he's gonna for some reason. I don't know why. I just feel like he's gonna succeed on the main roster. Um, what not just talking about earlier? Bronson Reed could be the one to take the title from Apollo. Uh, I don't know. You might have. Well, I mentioned that he could. You know, I mentioned something about him and Apollo. So. Oh, you mentioned him being one of fucking like yeah, that's right. So yeah, in my mind, I was thinking like yeah, maybe they maybe they do that too. I mean, you definitely could. Like, what if what if Apollo brought him in as like an outsider into his little group there, and next thing you know, hey, it's a it's you know Bronson Reed just kind of uses him to get where he needs to get, um, and then turns on him. But I just feel like he had he will succeed on the main roster for some reason. Um, but I don't think it's gonna be like you know. So, but winning the Intercontinental Championship is not a bad thing. I wish people would understand that. Um, but he has the size and and, and agility to to move up in the ranks. Um, but I just feel like he can be what what Otis could have been too. Um, for them. did you did you see him on the bump? I saw Otis on the bump, this dude, but I didn't hear how he talked regularly. Apparently, he talks a whole different way. Like, he uh, yeah, like he uses real voice. I, I didn't watch it either. I, I just saw the screenshot or the picture from I, how I you know his new hair. Yeah, I saw the hair, and I was thinking, damn, this dude's trying to be like Chad Gable. <laughs> I like Chad the Gable. reasoning he gave behind it, you know, to – but yeah, it, it was it's definitely strange looking. It'll be weird seeing him come out tomorrow if he's oh, on the show. Speaking of uh, Otis, you know, I, I didn't put him on this list because I, for some reason I could see the Alpha Academy moving over to Raw. Um, but speaking of Otis, like a lot of people are, are assuming that, like, you know, maybe that maybe with him transforming the way he is, maybe we haven't really seen the final form of Otis yet. Like, he's just slowly transitioning to this new character that he's building or portraying or maybe it's not even a character maybe this is actually who he really is yeah at least Um, he's getting away from all the comedy yeah he's gonna be like the greco-roman wrestler that he is and 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 stuff like that but I, i just feel like bronson reed can be that that face that otis couldn't really be for them uh and I know I mentioned Brodus Clay or something earlier. I don't know where I came up with that. But <laughs> but then, you know, the more and more I thought about with Bronson Reed, too, is, like, when I look at his tattoo that's on his arm, like, even though he's Australian, it almost looks Samoan, kind of. Yeah, like, he doesn't have that Australian look. <laughs> it, yeah, so I wonder if, like, they could – I wonder if Roman brought him in. 
I, I don't know. There's different. I'm, I'm curious. Um, I don't know how you can hide the accent, though. Nah, you can't hide the accent. But maybe maybe Roman doesn't get a family. Maybe it's somebody he just hires in, you know, like a hitman, a mercenary. Um, But I don't know. I feel like something something's up for them to even give him a chance to come up on the main roster. Because for a long time there, I, I could never see him on the main roster. But after I I, rumors, I I never really been a fan. I, I like his yeah. theme music's okay. Like it's it's not bad. Um, I, I don't know. Like the the theme is is very dope. The intro part of it is. Yeah. But then it kind of leads into stuff. But then again, in the, WWE is so horrible with their theme music right now. Like the volume level, I couldn't even tell you what it really sounds like. Um. So. Yeah, I put Bronson Reed up at number one because out of all all these guys, everybody else from two to five besides Dominic, you know, they all kind of been there for a while. They they deserve that. Um, and but Dominic and Bronson Reed are the two people that I feel have a lot of potential on the main roster. So if Bronson Reed is coming up to the main roster, I could definitely see him as a mid card champion for sure. And that concludes my top five future IC champions. I know it's probably not the best list, but I feel like besides Bronson Reed, I feel like the two through five is very strong to me. I think um, for next episode, I'm going to finally have another edition of Gerb's High Five. Finally, dude. Yeah. You're high enough. I I haven't put together... Right. <laughs> I haven't put together the list per se. I kind of got it in my head. Um, yeah. But uh, this is definitely a list that I a high five that I can't wait yeah. to put out on air. Oh, man, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm sure our listeners are ready for it, too. I mean, the first one was a very good success, man. We I think we spent a very long time on that high five, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Usually do. It was the positive things from Raw that particular episode. And I will give you credit, man. I know it's probably definitely since we rebranded and got the podcast going back, but since you brought up all those five, that Gerb High Five, it, it made me kind of, you know, look into Raw a little more and give it a better chance. Well, so and... with Raw here lately, it, it's been it's it's real easy to look overall and just see that man, it's, it hadn't been a great show. But if you look at if you if you take a, a a deeper look into it, they do have little things that that get that give you hope that will kind of, you know, they do have stuff going on. And so it is it, it's like the stock market, right? If you're looking at the charts, there's a long yeah. dip, but it's starting to curl back up. Like it's starting to go. We're start our stock starting to rise a little bit. So yeah, it's starting to hit the right direction, and they're they're doing it. I feel at the perfect time, getting ready for the live crowds. And just getting, and then once they get a live crowd back, they'll know exactly what to do and what not to do. Cause, you know, the whole Thunderdome has been an experiment to me in their eyes, too. Um, yeah, one thing I found interesting is, uh, at least with NXT, they're pretty, they're, there is a crowd. And yeah. um, one thing that I've already noticed is uh, maybe it was just that particular crowd or whatever it was, but they, didn't seem like they were on the MSK bandwagon very hard. They were booing MSK. Uh, 
when I looked at it, man, I wonder if a lot of these guys, man, a lot of these guys were full Champa heads. It could be. Uh, cause Champa just has that presence to him, man. Like he's just, he's that good. And I love how unhinged Thatcher is. That is one of my favorite tag teams right now in NXT, uh, Champa and Thatcher. Um, that dude, man, Champa is just money on that microphone. He's so money on that microphone. Him turning on Gargano a while back was like one of the best things to happen to him. Gargano, uh, speaking of Gargano, it made me laugh at the end after Cross, you know, fucked him up and just about ran his ass over. Um, I'd be glad Joe was there. Joe was just Joe's just like, yeah, I guess you went a little too far this time. Yo, <laughs> it, it was a toss up for you know the Dak ass of the week. I'm gonna have to give to Johnny Gargano, man. <laughs> Johnny G. It was so hard because when I found out Jericho was on commentary, I knew he was gonna be a Dak ass. Um, and but. <sighs> Just the way this fucker, you know, just I love that like the crowds behind him and all, but he's just such a such a dickhead. It, it's fucking great. Like he thought he he done fucking did it, you know. He fucking slammed cross in with the car door, and he's just like, yeah, just starts looking in the camera, and then it's night night. I <laughs> <laughs> son, you went night night, but I just love the subtle hints on NXT with with Samoa Joe. Like he's. He's gotten like it's either he's gonna fuck up carrying cross or he's gonna fuck up Adam Cole. Eventually, I think Adam Cole's gonna be the one that's gonna really set him off because Adam Cole's probably gonna super kick Samoa Joe. He's teased and, Pete Dunn a little bit too, so there, there's all kind of little teases that they've I'd had. Missed that if they had that on NXT. Well, that was actually uh, on Joe's first night that he came. Backstage, he had a little stare down with Pete Dunn. Oh yeah, I think it was right after uh, Karrion Cross walked by backstage, or something. Yeah, it was like right after something else happened. I really don't remember, but and, yeah, and it was something like I that. Do. I do like the subtle because I just want, but it's either going to be Adam Cole or Cross that try to hurt Samoa Joe, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I gave Gargano the Dak ass of the week. He he's been doing his thing. Austin Theory is actually this this whole the way thing. I think has really helped him being around Gargano. Uh, even though he got clopped in the back of his fucking neck, I, I do <laughs> like that move that Cross does. That layer, that little forearm to the back of the neck. I, I do like that. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins does it pretty well too. That one actually yeah. earned a stiff shot of the night. One night for me is uh, was it when he clocked Cesaro. Yeah, could have been. Probably was. That was a great match. Hell yeah, damn um, good match. But uh, yeah, so yeah, this uh, this next episode, I I do look forward to having another high five. And um, hey man, I do look forward great. to. You'll have to tune in to see what the topic is. Yes, sir. Or keep. Keep on the the Twitter page at We the Villains because Gerb's always tweeting away there. But you never know if it's Gerb tweeting or Dak tweeting. That let's see if y'all can take a guess sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm a little. Yeah, less I try. I try to be very. Uh, what? I'm a little less professional with it. <laughs> yeah, I try to. So when I'm tweeting from the We the Villains page, I, I'm. I pretty much try to like just state state what's happened and you know some yeah. positive things. I, I try not to get into too much opinion. When yeah. I do, I sometimes I'll put my uh, what I said in quotes and then attribute it to myself. And I apologize if y'all do follow the We the Villains page and the We the Villains page is retweeting its own tweets. That's that's me forgetting I'm logged into that account. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I do it too, man. Like I, 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 you know, if it's been a couple hours or it's been like a whole day, sometimes you know I'll just retweet those back up there just so that they, you know, that they get and, seen again. Yeah, and the pin tweet is always going to be the latest episode. When it yeah, comes. I had to go pin it. The one of the last few times it wasn't pinned, the old one was still pinned, so I pinned the new one. Well, damn, I could have sworn I did it every time, but damn, thank you uh, for doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, but that'll be next episode. Um, yeah, and I then don't it, it, it is Saturday, so I mean, I guess there's always an outside chance we uh might have our uh, other co host with us, but he's uh, got a lot going on right now, so I can't guarantee that. Yeah, he's got a new nephew. He's got family, work, man. He's he's a busy guy. It's very hard to get him on the on the podcast. So when he's on the podcast, it's a special treat. And I mean, it's not a he probably would try to get in when there's like a pay per view weekend going down. Um, but that last one wore him out. Like he said, man, that was like the longest conversation he had in like three years. <laughs> yeah, that shit wore me out, bro. That was damn. <laughs> It'd be like it's like double what we at right now. Yo, shout out to you podcasters that can go two to three hours like all the time, or like every day or every other day. Like, shout out to that because you guys have some hard work. It's hard work doing this, man, because you gotta like you gotta make sure you study in like every show. And when you really think about it, there's a lot of fucking wrestling on each week. And then when it's a pay week. And then when it's a pay-per-view weekend, and then if there's a weekend where, like, the pay-per-view from both companies fall around the same weekend, it's it's rare, but it can happen. Um, it's, yeah, which that'll be a jam-packed weekend. Um, Shout-out to the Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul, for uh, getting to the Western Conference Finals and Chris Paul's first Western Conference. Um, not Western Conference, Finals, NBA Finals. Damn, he's finally made it. Can he actually get the ring this time? Uh, what a crazy game that was, just a crazy fourth quarter last night. What was I mean, What was going on with Patrick Bev? Why did he push him? My man got pissed off, son. You oh. know, they, they've been turping all night and talking shit. And uh seemed like Beverly just lost his cool there for a second near the end. He was passing by Chris Paul. Chris Paul just gave him a look real quick, nothing serious. And then he was just pissed. Like, well, because Chris Paul at that point was absolutely shitting on the whole Clippers franchise in Yo, the fourth quarter. Like- this dude this he had 41. God damn. And and I'm talking about it's late in the game. They're, you know, they done built, they, the Clippers brought it down to seven, I believe. And then, you know, Chris Paul and company just shut that shit down. Chris Paul's out there knocking down threes. I think he went like seven for eight from three. Um, I mean, he, and he's out there and he, he absolutely shut the door 
for this team the way that he never did for the Clippers. And um, it was it was a lot of shit talking going on, um, even with the crowd, Booker and Chris Paul yapping with the crowd. Yo, they were talking their shit. Hey, the Clippers gave Chris Paul away. They thought he couldn't do it. They gave him away to Houston, and then Houston gave him to OKC. And hey, he just got he gelled. That's what Phoenix needed, though. Phoenix needed a veteran leader that that was that could give him get him. I didn't think Chris Paul was going to get him to where he got him. If we're being real, um, but we'll see if they can get it done. Um, hopefully, Giannis is back for what game five. With the Hawks and Bucks. Is he back? I'm not I wasn't sure if they would they rolled him in for the game. I just I was oh. making sure it was the right game. Is it game five that's gonna be next for them? Yeah, the series is tied up at two two. And um I guess at this point I am hoping for Atlanta to uh hey, you, pull hey, this you out. heard it here first. Gerv wanted Phoenix and Atlanta in the finals. So you know you know how this you know how this goes. It's gonna it's gonna be a recurring trend. I'm pretty sure just about every episode we record at some point, we're going to go like, hey, you heard it here first. I mean, it's starting to be like that every episode here lately. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, we on top of this shit. This is we, we the villains. We really are. We are, man. And, and Curve, he's like uh, a, no, uh, a psychic over here. He can damn see the future. <laughs> I, was, it, I sent the uh, – It's just, I think what you were looking for there was Nostradamus. And, um, I was. And uh, I – I was thinking of the tweet that I had sent to John Morrison. So, you know, if John Morrison predicts that he wins money in the bank and actually does it, does that make him moisture, Thomas? <laughs> I thought it was yeah. funny. I didn't get a lot of love for it on Twitter, so fuck y'all. Hey, hey, hey. I will definitely purchase the cryptocurrency, the crypto drip, apparently, that WWE is going to make for Jomo. I've been hearing he he mentioned something about that. He pitched the idea to WWE, but apparently they might go ahead with it. So WWE might have their own cryptocurrency under the drip category for Mister Johnny Drip Drip. <laughs> uh, that would be pretty interesting. I mean, that's that's smart. They already capitalized on the the stock gimmick for Cameron Grimes. So, hey. Make it work. Well, they, I mean, they, he'd mentioned Dogecoin too. I think he called it Doggy Coin. He did because he's a fucking country hick. That shit's great. Got some dog coin. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, like uh, so, that, I'd be cool. Yeah, man. But uh, come on, Atlanta. I want to see Atlanta Phoenix. Man, I, I want to see. Wow, man! Like this is gonna be crazy. Like, what Yo, a crazy just like, NBA season. It, it just like Shannon Sharp said the other day when he's like, "Yo, if the, if we get if Atlanta get to the finals, ooh, skill, yo, for real, they gonna turn up out of Atlanta, skill, bro. There's gonna be some, man. There's gonna be a lot of, a lot of, a lot of turning up, and if they lose, it's gonna be a lot of violence. <laughs> All right, son. You remember what happened at that damn Phoenix game where the Phoenix fan was fighting? They don't want to do that shit in Atlanta, son." I no, mean, he just smoked but, in the fucking parking garage. So don't you yo, mean? for real, son. There's some fucking goons in Atlanta, dog. Like there's some fucking hoods that surround Atlanta. I've been there, around that shit, man. Like yo, yeah, that's that's around my neck of the woods. 
mean, you fucking go around the damn fucking uh, Phillips Arena, well, State Farm Arena now, and the damn Mercedes Benz um, Superdome or Dome. Like, yo, that shit. God damn, boy, there's some hoods outside of the, the city of Atlanta, yo, and that's some real motherfuckers. So, yeah, be careful out there. Don't be chirping, Chris Paul, or D-Book. Don't be chirping. Them boys will fucking find you. Like, yo, they chirp with the crowd, bro. They get into it with the crowd talking shit. Hey, Trey Young gonna talk that shit back, though. So I oh, that shit. listen, I, I, that's one of the big reasons I want it. Because if Trey Young's out there, and that's just, just that's man, it, that that series would get chippy. It's gonna that series is gonna get a little physical. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great if that happens. But if Giannis gets back, you can't count out the Bucks for sure. Um, I, I'd be happy with either team. Um, it definitely be crazy, a more fun series to watch if it's Atlanta and Phoenix. Um, but real interested. If the Bucks get there to see who gets the ring first, is it Chris Paul or is Giannis going to get it? But to think that Trey Young is going to get to the finals before Luka Doncic, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Um, I so. think if the Bucks make it to the finals, I'll probably be rooting for the Suns. But if the Hawks make it to the finals, I might have to root for the Hawks. Yeah, man, it, it's kind of hard. Trey Young's my boy, you know. Like I've been a Trey Young supporter, you have for quite some time. So you really have that. That is your guy right there. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything else to talk about, and my bladder is about to bust, and I can't really leave Gerv here by himself chirping. <laughs> Said it ain't no problem. I could get me some food, my damn self. But we had a pretty yeah. good episode. I think we pretty much covered everything we got, Hell and then yeah, we'll man. be back uh, on. In a I few days for the next one. Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah, I got I got some errands and stuff to run tomorrow and et cetera with the wifey. So, looks like it's about to rain here. About damn time. It's been fucking hot this week. Um. So, yeah. Thank everybody for joining us once again on We The Villains podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter at, at We The Villains. Always looking for the latest details. Shoot us some questions. Shoot us whatever and we'll try to get you on to the um show uh like you know your tweets and etc but um thank you all for joining and supporting us keep following us keep listening and like i said we're gonna keep talking so it's me dak on we the villains podcast you know who that is in the back v's up v's out later